Hello. Hi. Welcome to Evolving Us. I'm Ashley. I'm Julia. Oh God, that was so formal. Can we never do that again? (laughs) It's the structure of the introduction. All right, fine. (laughs) I get it. There's principle. Consistency is key. Sup, friends. (laughs) How we doing? Oh, man. I think your voice and my voice is a little strained from all the things. Yeah. Yeah. All many things. So many things. Um, This weekend was so awesome and big for our community. We had on Friday our community holiday party. Which was so fun. It was so much fun. And we were doing the white elephant game. And then we had a potluck. And it was just so sweet. Like I looked, I remember there was this moment I looked around into the space and I was like, Damn, I'm lucky. Yeah, for sure. I thought that many times too. And it was just so nice because there's so many new members of the community and also a lot of older members of the community that we haven't seen in, gosh, even like over a year that ended up coming. So that was like it really enforced the structure, the like just significance of community and just how big it's gotten. Yeah. For sure. Actually, I was talking to Sylvia last night on our drive home because we also had last night we had a wake, which we missed you so much. It was the first awake Julia, I think, has ever missed. And she had a family birthday party. But regardless, Sylvia was telling me she was like, you know, this is the reason why or this rather what what is happening here is like what church is supposed to be. Like regardless of religion, it's supposed to provide a safe place for people to come and not have shame and not feel some type of way, but to always know that they're loved and received. And I think we need many more sub communities of that within our culture because so many of us show up, whether it's to work or in our friend group, and we have this expectancy to be a certain way and show up a certain way. I mean, even with our families, we don't always just show up with what's really true for us. We show up with the version of us that uh, we think we need to play or the hat that we play when we're around our certain family or the the way that we do things. It's like that same pattern, that same trigger, that same habit. But it's like imagine having a space where you could just be you and say exactly what you feel and just show up as you are. This reminds me because what you just described is also a sense of like safety and security. And it just reminds me of our conversation the other night. I don't know if you remember the details of it because we talk about a lot of things and your memory's not the greatest at Excuse times. Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't mean to put that out there, but you know, we can just call a spade a spade. <laughs> so but what conversation? My, my point wasn't about your memory. Um, my point was around um, the sense of security that certain relationships are able to give you. And I think that Within the structure of the community, we have a very safe space for people to be themselves at the end of the day. And I think that that's really special. And thinking about what is secure in a relationship and what makes you feel, um, you know, seen, essentially, that's what I think we have now and what you've built, we've built, what's here, present. It's awesome. It's awesome. So awesome. So, so awesome. Yeah. So our topic of the day. Yeah. Uh, We chose today to talk about forgiveness and surrender. These two concepts, they go hand in hand because you can't have one without the other and you can't have the other without the one. 
I love that. You? Yes. Oh, that was good. Yes. <laughs> Pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of giggling today. Lots of giggling. So we're much. just, we're still waking up. So that's the <laughs> truth. That's the truth of the matter. But we're grateful to wake up with y'all. So as we know, forgiveness is one of the more challenging topics. And here's why, at least in my opinion, is that we have a conscious and a subconscious. And our subconscious's job is to keep us safe. And so what happens is when something happens, even though consciously we know like, oh, if I forgive this person or forgive this situation, I'll be able to grow and move on. Maybe even the conscious doesn't even get there, right? Like some people don't even even see it that way. But it would seem logical maybe for you to look at a friend or someone you love from the outside and say, oh, hey, if you like let this go, your life would be so much easier, Mm. right? But yet our subconscious wants to keep us safe. And a lot of times when something happens that creates a trigger or an emotion or a feeling or something inside that is visceral and it brings something up for you and you're hurt, you're feeling some type of way, you're feeling a way that some forgiveness might need to be at play. Our conscious and our subconscious is feeling, wow, I'm really hurt right now. I need to throw a wall up and protect myself. I need to cut this person off to be safe. I need to make sure that I don't feel wrong. So what it does is the subconscious starts to create a deep relationship with the event, not not even the event, the experience of the event, the meaning of the event. And so the subconscious is like, well, they did this and they hurt me or this happened and now I'm upset or now I need to protect myself. Now I need to shut down. Now I need to feel some type of way. And the conscious is like, all right, aye, aye, because the subconscious is way deeper. The subconscious is calling the shots without the conscious even knowing it. So in that respect, we're sitting in these very interesting situations where hurt can be present and and emotions are supposed to be processed, right? So it's not that something happens, you forgive, you get over it, and it's, that's it. Emotions are meant to be processed, but when we can distinguish our inner workings of conscious-subconscious relationship of what's actually going on here, what do I need to understand here, how do I need to grow here, then forgiveness becomes something that's tangible. But the challenge is we're up against a part of ourselves that's dormant, a part of ourselves that isn't always actively giving us information and understanding about a situation. So our conscious brain is trying to just figure it out where our subconscious brain is like, no, 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 we're safe here. We're safe here. It's okay. You got to hold on to this version of your story because this version of your story is going to keep us safe. So I think that's why in the first place forgiveness is so challenging because it's in opposition to our, our jo- the job of our internal systems to keep us safe. Yeah, I love how you explain that and the subconscious and conscious uh, correlation and just differences and you know, our just natural protection system. As you were talking, I was thinking about a conversation I was having this week with a friend, also a member of the community who's pregnant. And I told her that this is going to be a very vulnerable moment. Might cry. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So basically she was, uh, we, we text I would say every day, if not every other day. And she had a visit this week and she's at the point in her pregnancy where she's going pretty frequently to the doctor and able to see the baby and really exciting times. And she was able to bring her husband to this visit and he 
um, you know, he was really happy and we were just talking about that experience. And um, as we were having this exchange, I told her how her, and it's so sweet because she's like, her baby's going to be the first tribe baby part of this community. It's so sweet. It's yeah. just so, so sweet. And I just cherish it so much. But um, when we were talking, I told her how I, having had two pregnancies and having delivered two children um, and just having a lot, when I had my kids and my pregnancies, I gained 90 pounds each time. And um, a lot of what brought me to the journey of this community is uh, initially like the physical component, which we talked about, I think episode one or two, I don't remember. But um, I told her how her sharing her experience besides it, it being an extremely joyous occasion, no matter who you are, whether you're in the community or not, uh, whether you've had a child or not, it's very beautiful, her story and what she's going through and just having a child. Um, But I told her that as she's gone through this journey and involved us from basically day one, that a lot of what she's shared that she's been working through has helped me so much forgive myself for, um, or just be very aware in my forgiveness of myself for the place that I took myself to when I was so focused on the exterior um, weight loss versus the healing that I needed, which everything, you know, perspective is 2020. And at the time that I started my journey, I didn't know the deeper layers of what I needed to forgive myself for. So as you were giving the introduction, I was thinking about the layers of forgiveness of how everything goes back to you. And that if you, I mean, it's just like the concept that we use around healing, like you're not healed, you're healing because you're always approaching different things in life that have hurt you. Um, so forgiveness is also, I think, an ongoing journey and, and path when you especially have maybe a specific trauma, um, that you're trying to work on. It may come up in so many different ways. And in the context of conscious and some subconscious, um, and how the brain works and protects us, I was just thinking how, I mean, I didn't realize I needed to forgive myself. Right. So that's what I was thinking about when you were just talking about forgiveness in general right now. Right. Because this is an internal dialogue. Right. So (laughs) forgiveness is an inside job. Mm. But yet so many of us are waiting on the external person party situation to change, move or just or them to say sorry or whatever, whatever the fuck we're waiting on. I won't forgive this person. I won't shift. I won't change. I won't release this energy until. Mm-hmm. And that be- that can get really dark. Yeah. Because if your healing is dependent upon another person doing something, you will never have your power. Well, yeah. And can we even say, are you ever even healing? Because you're not really identifying the core of what is really needed what needs attention. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And our triggers are our teachers. We say that constantly all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And the only time forgiveness is in order is when we're triggered because why, why would you need to forgive anyone or anything if it doesn't bother you or it's not a thing, right? So if you're like, wow, I'm feeling some type of discord or intensity or flare up or emotional response to a situation, that is literally an indicator that you need to look deeper. At the dinner I was at last night, I was literally having this conversation with someone and I was, it wasn't with this exact like verbiage, but it was around, I was like, lessons keep showing up in your life until you learn what you need to learn. And until you get it, it's those situations are going to keep presenting themselves. So in the context of forgiveness and surrender, until you surrender to really realize the internal healing of a situation, you won't learn that lesson. And not, and it's not like, okay, I learned my lesson, moving on. No, but like do it when you can. <laughs> Fuck, man, get it out of the way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And give yourself grace if you're not actually ready. I mean, I've talked a little bit about just all the interesting things with my dad, and I'm sure we'll have like an episode where we really go into that. Um, but I remember when everything happened and he left and I got fired from my job with his partner at the time and all this shit. I was so mad at him and I didn't talk to him for a, a couple years. And every single person in my life was just like, you just need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive him. You need to get over it. Actually, really, it was forgive him. No one told me to forgive myself. And it wasn't until I realized that I needed to forgive myself that everything was easier. Yeah. (laughs) I think when I learned about this concept, it was probably in a retreat or one of your programs. I was really resistant. Because I also obviously wasn't at the level of consciousness of taking accountability that everything is driven. By. Well, and that's that's the thing, right? Because accountability is difficult because what right. it means. I literally said this at a wake last night. Oh, I wish you were in the room. I said accountability is everything. so scary because what it means is you have to give yourself enough grace to say, okay, I was wrong. And, you know, speaking of last night, I also was saying... I don't care to be right anymore. Like, th- like that's a really big statement, by the way, for me, <laughs> I would like to say, because <laughs> everything used to be like, oh, I'm just, I have to be right. I have to drill so hard through until my point is like basically shoved down your throat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But, but um, like, okay, so wrong is not necessarily a bad thing. And, and maybe that's a difficult word because sometimes hearing that is hard for us. But wrong versus um, maybe you could use the word naive, like, oh, my inner being didn't really know better. Even though it did it over and over and over, my inner being didn't know better. So if I take accountability, it means that I'm willing to now know better and learn different. Yeah. If I'm like, oh, this is my responsibility because this is my response. Okay, cool. I'm taking accountability and I can grow from this. But it's only because I'm willing to accept that I didn't know how to do it well before or right before. I mean, yes, that resonates with me. And also because I'm so not attached. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like. But this is the surrender piece that we're going to also go into because here's how the two intermingle. Surrender is like fully letting go. 
And in forgiveness, forgiveness means we're willing to look at something from a different perspective and release our grip on our point of view. Okay, I know that there are a million other ways that I can see this happening and not feel the emotional intensity or anger or sadness or fear or frustration, right? I can forgive the situation specifically because I know the person or the intention of whatever the universe is that that experience happened wasn't malicious, right? Because we know that no matter what, people don't do things to be malicious, Mm -hmm. at least in the context of what we're talking about, right? So forgiveness means that we're willing to see things from another perspective and then surrender means we're actually willing to let go of our attachment to the feelings around the the situation. Yes, the stories around it. And so they're both incredibly intertwined. And when you say I'm not attached, it's like to me that's the equivalent of I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering to the process. I'm surrendering to my agenda. I'm surrendering to my need to have things figured out. I'm surrendering to this job saying yes or no to me being my end all be all right now. I'm surrendering to the fact that this thing won't go the way that I think it's going to go. And I'm allowing for whatever to come up or show up in its place to be something better, something that's for me. And surrender means we have the ultimate trust in the universe, in process, in God in manifestation or in in whatever spirituality we're buying into, like we trust because we're surrendering to what already is. Yeah. Takes a while to learn this. Takes a village. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what are some ways that you've forgiven yourself this year? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. I've forgiven myself. Well, I mean, it all comes down to your your stuff, right? So mm. while I know I have a really strong character and I'm very confident and intent on who I am and what my vision is, I also do have people-pleasing tendencies f- residue from my growth. And so I think when when Chad and I had to move the wedding, I was incredibly upset specifically because my people-pleasing tendencies were putting me in a space where I'm like, oh my God, if we move the wedding, like people won't show up for us. They won't care. I'll make people lose money because they book travel arrangements. And like, I was so worried about everyone else's experience through me moving my wedding because that was what was best for us and for the safety of everyone. And then it's like, I had to realize that it was okay for me to take up space and do what was best for us and the right people would be in the room and that if there weren't people in the room, it wasn't about me. It wasn't because I did something wrong. It wasn't because I made them waste money or lose money or or whatever the programming was. And so giving myself grace and knowing that commitment in marriage is something that's incredibly important and you want to be able to do it under the right circumstances with Um, the right conditions and the opportune space and the, and the right people in the room. So giving myself that grace, giving myself that space, like I had to surrender and, and it didn't mean that it happened in one go. It meant that every email response, every text message, every time one of our family members said that another family member said something, that was another moment to explore my ability to surrender because it's like, it comes up, it's like, okay, so there's a wound. And then all of a sudden there's like, 
I don't know if Salt Bay is in the room pouring a little bit of <laughs> pink, pink, pink. Like every time you get a response or get something, it's like, ha, who, he, ha. And it's like there's like a little salt there. And then a couple of days later, you get another text with a little salt there. And you're like, God damn it, man. I just want this wound to heal and I don't want to feel this way anymore. And that's, and that's, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're but good. I'm here. I think that that's like the exact point that I was initially sharing about my um my experience earlier on with the member in our community who's also my friend and about her pregnancy story and all that and what helped me forgive is like things come up so like for example I've been working really hard to be disconnected from not disconnected but not attached to physical outcomes right like this that's been something I've just been working on um, and so when different things come up, your wounds are reopened and then you're, that's why it's, you're constantly in a place of healing and forgiveness because the situation that you just talked about with your having to move your wedding, even if you had to make a decision and you made the decision, it's not like once that was, once that's was executed, it's like, okay, great. I'm at peace with it. And I forgive myself and, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, insert here emotion you um, encountered. And so every time someone may have asked you about it, even maybe someone who wasn't directly going or someone who you see randomly socially that are, that is like, oh, I saw you're engaged. Like, I, you know, when's your wedding? And yeah. you're like, yeah, I just had to move it. And then <laughs> even in that situation, you're like, oh, wound open. And I'm still like, did I forgive myself? And like, maybe you did forgive yourself, even if it's annoying that you have to keep talking about this thing that is yeah. no longer a thing, but it's a thing. But yeah, and then it and then it keeps coming every time. And and you know what? This like my example, and I'm not I'm not comparing myself, but my example is s- subjective to me, and the emotions that went with it are only going to be something that I'll understand. Oh. But for example, we have women that we love and know in our community. You know, women, for example, that are infertile or having trouble getting pregnant. Yeah, and they're in they're in a marriage, and then all of a sudden, it's like they get triggered every single time someone asks, oh, are you guys going to try to have kids? Or when are you going to have kids? And it's like, people don't know your story. People don't know your stuff. And while we can be like, it's no one's business to ask that. And like, bitch, try walking into grandma's house and saying it's not your business. Like, that's not going to happen. So it's almost like I know that these these issues start to become really deeply rooted. And they're not they're not just like, oh, I can't do this. They're like, for for example, our one of our best friends, has been having trouble with fertility for a very long time. And she, her son is my godson. Like I was there for the whole experience. And I remember the way that she talked about it. It was like, I literally felt like God had said, you are not chosen to be a mother. And it stripped her literally of her womanhood. And so these, that's how deeply rooted some of these things are. So forgiveness and surrender is not that close. Yeah. So, it's not even close at all. So what was your lesson? What? From your story? Because my my question to you was <laughs> what you forgive yourself for this year. Oh, I forgive myself for um I guess that's when you frame it that way. I forgive myself for uh not allowing myself to take space with with our needs as a partnership. 
or to to even feeling less than when it came to other people and their plans for our wedding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, okay, so yes, this is the first step and then surrender. It's like, okay, now every time it happens, I choose to have a different thought about it and that's okay. I feel like every single day, for example, in my business, you know, like entrepreneurship or really anything, anytime you show up to a job or a gig or or a relationship, you are showing up and you have to surrender because you've chosen that thing. You're present with that thing. And if you have animosity, resistance, discord, when you show up to that thing, you're not choosing to surrender to the choice that you made to be present in that thing. Man. Yeah, here's where we're going right now. Man. So for example, for me, when I booked my first yoga retreat, I emptied my entire savings account to pay for the, the accommodations. It was, I think it was like $10,000 and this was several years ago. I was like, you know what? Like I need to take bigger risks and my entire bank account seemed like the best <laughs> risk. Yes, it was terrifying. Yes, I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this. Like, how do you convince people to pay you thousands of dollars and like go to another country with you? And this was like pre-COVID. So people were like chickens with their heads cut off with their schedules and lives before. And I had to take a gamble and a risk on myself for that first one. And I remember doing it being like, you know what? If this goes to shit, I can always make more money. I can always do something else. I can always figure this out. But at the end of the day, if I don't do this, I am going to be consistently playing small. So in that decision that I wanted to up level, I had to make choices that included risk. And then the only way to move through that and be successful energetically, energetic laws of the universe, is to literally do it and surrender. Is to do it without attachment. Is to do it and not be like, you know what, if I don't have this many people by this day, I'm going to pull out. No, I was in. I said, I'm paying this money, I'm doing this thing, and I'm going to trust that the right people, the right students are going to show up and be in the room and get on that plane and be there with me. And they did. And from that moment moving forward, it's like every retreat I've ever done, every program I've ever done that involved risk. And I'm right now I'm talking about financial risk, but there is also an element of being exposed. It's a risk to be vulnerable. It's a risk to be exposed and be like, hey, this is the program we're doing. Or, hey, this is the thing we're doing. And so how that maps across, it's like so many of us will show up in our intimate relationships or in our friendships with animosity and resentment because we haven't fully surrendered to who that person is. And all of us have choice. We can show up in any situation, any relationship and say, you know what? This isn't in alignment for me and this is a deal breaker. I'm out. But if we choose to continue to show up and not to surrender and just love deeply, we are choosing versus changing. So we're choosing that discord. We're choosing that resistance. We're choosing to not forgive. We're choosing to be in a space where we cannot grow and move on. There's a lot there. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot. And what I was thinking is just about, it's not like you can just apply surrender and forgiveness to one aspect of your life yes just like everything it's everything is sprinkled throughout all of your life in the same way but it's just about do you realize it (laughs) Um, hey by the way (laughs) the way you're showing up here is the way you show up literally everywhere everywhere fyi um btw (laughs) news flash um but 
what made me what I was thinking about is the fact that once you know how to implement and also just decide this isn't going to take up any more space for me or it's just not a thing anymore. It just applies to every aspect, right? And so like, for example, last night David and I were driving to this dinner and this is, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud because it's so stupid, but (laughs) he was playing music and he decides to change the playlist and David loves listening to 80s and 90s music. Are you serious? That's just that, like, that's like his hype music in the car on his way to, like, go out or go to dinner or something. I'm like, listen, this does not work for me. I'm dead. It, you knew this. Well, you want to know what Chad plays when Wait, we're hold driving? On. Hold on. Pause. Put a pin in that. I I do. <laughs> I do. Well, actually, tell me. I do want to know. He plays, like, soundtrack from Interstellar as if we're going into the universe. And I'm like, this is so intense. It's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I'm like, we're literally driving to get coffee. Can you please? So he <laughs> relatable hashtag relatable. So we're driving, and he's going to choose a playlist, and I see that it's literally out of like the options of all eighties playlist, and I'm like playlists. Um, and I'm like, is that what you're going to play right now? And then he plays. Um, pour some sugar on me. Oh, that's fine. And I was like, fine, whatever. And then I start singing and there's a point to the story, I swear. And he was like, oh, so you like the song? I was like, I'm trying to embrace the moment and not be attached <laughs> to what I want to listen to. And he was like, why are you so snappy? And we like started having a little tiff. And I was like, I pattern interrupt right away. I was like, look at that huge house on the hill. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, this is so stupid. I like, mean, I don't want to go here right yeah, now. Yeah, like, I surrender. Yeah. Like, I, it's not even worth my energy. And so my point to share this experience is that you literally can just make a choice. Like, I'm not attached to this emotion. Like, am I going to sit and replay an old pattern that we would have, which is we're going out. I'm in a bad mood because I don't get to do what I want to do you know, tonight or we're going out with your friends and when, like, I'm throwing a fit over something or can we just, like, have a new experience and not be attached to what happened in the past? Like, I surrender to whatever is about to happen, right? So the reason I brought this up is because that technique is something that doesn't come overnight and you literally have to work on all aspects of yourself in order to get these types of results. And in small instances where something could become a bigger deal than what it actually is, you decide it's not going to. Yeah, it's like practice, practice, practice. And the key is you have to be open to things being different. Yeah. Like I'm open to if I potentially surrender right now, things could not be the way they've always been. Because why would you change your ways? Why would you? Why would your nervous system say, okay, I'm willing to let go of this and find forgiveness or find surrender in this moment. I'm willing to do that, but I don't have any guarantee that it's going to be any different on the other side. Why would you ever do that? You have to trust that the other side could be better than this side, potentially. Well, and if, if what you don't change, you choose, then you keep choosing – Resistance, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you're not surrendering. So the opposite of surrender and forgiveness is stagnation. 
Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I do want to say, too, this kind of comes back down to karmic path, right? Like, we have experiences, interesting experiences where we might do the same thing over and over and over and be in pain over and over and over. And we've tried everything over and over and over and it maybe doesn't really work. And and it could take one person five months to get over a breakup. It could take another person 10 years. And there is no formula to forgiveness and surrender. And here's the thing. It's like, when are you going to choose it? When you choose it is when it happens. It's so interesting when you when you just brought up karmic path because that's something I'm so interested in because I think that it's such a subjective um, topic that when you're in a situation and someone is showing up and the outcome is not as I was going to use the word successful, but not as powerful as what you know the person can achieve. Let's say within the context of someone who may have done multiple programs or that we know has worked on themselves and knows certain techniques to be, um, you know, changing their life essentially, right? Or in therapy or coaching or like other things in their process. But then they keep showing up in the same way. And this goes back to the concept of like your the lesson keeps showing up until like you learn what you're supposed to out of it. But it's like within the context of karmic path, I, I think about this so much because it's like, first of all, no one comes with like a, a tattoo or a, or a barcode that's like, this is the maximum that I'm able to give because this is my karmic path. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, there's no disclaimer to really know. Right. Like there's someone, no manual yeah, to like, do life. You don't know someone's full potential is my point. Mm-hmm. And so when people show up and they're showing you exactly who they are, um, but like you as an external party can always see so much more and have obviously opinions about how someone should or can execute a situation differently. But we're not here to give people answers about how to live their life, right? Or help them see a different perspective of freedom, right? Like, right. oh, I could see you not feeling hurt. Like it's it's hard to see our loved ones hurt, well, especially when you can see their way through it. You're like, I'm watching you hurt right now. I'm watching your wound seeping blood and all kinds of things. And I don't want you to hurt anymore, but I can't learn this lesson for you. You're the only one that can surrender. Yeah. You're the only one that can forgive the situation. Yeah. And within the context of karmic path, it's like, what if that person will literally not ever be able to surrender? Is it because they're choosing not to, or is it because they're at that like max glass ceiling of max cap? Yeah. Like, (laughs) You don't like we literally don't know, right? So I think it's just ultra fascinating. Because well, here's where things start to shift. Forgiveness and surrender is an inside job, only you can do it for you. So if someone's not choosing that, you just have to choose if their presence in your life is is not crossing your boundaries based on seeing them hurt. Do you understand? Does that make sense? So if you're in relationship with someone and you're seeing them hurt themselves, let's just say they have uh, a toxic relationship and they're, them and their partner break up, get back together, break up, get back together. It's abusive. It's not good. It's da, 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 da. You're sitting there telling them, you have to stop doing this. This is toxic. But they don't see that. They don't know how to forgive themselves for allowing mistreatment. They don't know how to surrender to being okay being alone. 
right? And you can see it clear as day. But if they don't choose it, you being attached to the process puts you in the story and puts you in discord. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the formula. Stay in your lane. Let surrender and forgiveness be something you're only concerned about in your own life and love everyone deeply. But if you're not seeing something that you can do better as far as forgiveness and surrender, like if you're not at the point in your own process where you're willing to let something go, then give yourself that process. Give yourself that ceiling cap. But you're the only one that's going to know. And if you're feeling inclined to understand this work more, you're probably someone that has a really high ceiling cap of like, okay, I can do more here. Oh, I could take more responsibility. Some people don't have that. They're not innately built with a craving to take responsibility and grow. And that's okay. Let them bang their head against the wall. You're not going to break your head because of it. No, yeah, for sure. Yes. I just think it's fascinating. It is fascinating. fascinating. And actually, I do want to talk about the space between the event happening and the actual forgiveness and surrender happening. What is your opinion on what goes on in that space? Like the fight to figure it out. Or maybe the fight to not figure it out and be uh, ignorance is bliss on it, you know? Spiritual bypassing. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, I think – well, my opinion is that when a situation occurs and we are in discord and or triggered um, and our emotions – our signals and are telling us that there's something we need to figure out, but we can't zoom out enough because we're in an emotion that usually is negative that we want to figure out. And so situation occurs, we're triggered. We want to respond. Sometimes we respond if we, aren't resourced to know what else to do and pause maybe in a situation instead of actually responding and needing immediate exchange when maybe that exchange is actually not going to be productive at all. Um, And then either A, we respond in a non-productive way. B, we sit and process and realize what this emotion is bringing up for us. And then within that, it could be like the time that that you need to process something, it really varies depending on the situation, the trigger and the emotion that ultimately comes up. And so what happens in the space between is processing recognition and also, um, well, I guess, surrender and forgiveness. Well, that's if you want to get from point A to point B. True. Some what people, else well, some people are between. okay in that cycle, right? Like, yeah, they'll just keep going at it and doing that, doing it. I mean, I've done it. We've done it. We've all done it in our yeah. lives in some way, shape, or form. Where the cycle is so comfortable, and so at some point, you know, the subconscious is attached to the protection, the emotion. Okay, cool. I'm safe here, and there's secondary gains. So we're holding on to something that is better than letting go. You know, it's better than the pain of letting go in that moment in our perspective, which is not necessarily true, but that's the story we tell ourselves to stay safe. Can you talk about what secondary gain is really quick? Yes. So secondary gain means that we are getting something out of holding on to the emotion. So for example, if you're in a toxic relationship, breaking up, getting back together, whatever it looks like for you, or maybe you're in 
a long-term partnership with someone that won't make it official and that's like really hurting you, but you're giving a lot of your life to someone, right? Being in the toxicity of that is giving you, for example, a deep sense of companionship or being seen when you weren't when you were younger or even just like love in general, right? So that being seen, that companionship outweighs what we think the pain will be of being by ourselves without that person. Because while we're filling the void, even if what's filling the void is hurting us, it's also giving us something that is in alignment with our deep, true human needs. Mm. So we'll keep the thing in the form that it's in because we don't fully recognize that we can get that same thing in a healthier form. Yeah, would you say secondary gain is our kind of like automatic protection and safety system within our comfort of what we know. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. we get, we're getting something from that mm-hmm. that we don't think is more, is better, more rich, more fulfilling than getting it elsewhere. Or maybe we don't realize we're going to get it elsewhere. Right. Like right. we're afraid that if, oh, if I let this go, I'm never going to be loved. I'm never going to find someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always hear that story. Yeah. So, and what I mean in the space between, it's kind of like, what is the emotional process and journey look like of sitting with something stale? Hmm. Like sitting with something expired, sitting with something that needs to be forgiven and, and let go of. And what I think takes the point that is the tipping point, takes us to that tipping point is being sick of our own shit. You know, so... We've, we all have funks. We all have things like the whole – I've talked about the house process a lot recently for us. And I had so many days recently where I would wake up and it wasn't just about the house. It was like the pressure of running the business every day and dealing with this house from across the country and dealing with moving our wedding and being in a nourishing relationship and managing my friendships and dealing with family during the holidays. All of that pressure for me felt so intense, but I got to take it out on – fuck this fucking house and these contractors and this shit. It's so unfair. And why did we get in this situation? And I was waking up with a bad taste in my mouth every day. And so it got to a certain point where I was like, I'm so sick of my shit right now. I'm so sick of my negativity right now. I'm so sick of my perspective right now. There's no part of this that is healthy or fulfilling in my life. So I had to kind of zoom out and look at it and be like, okay, cool. If this is like not healthy for me, I have to surrender because there's literally nothing more that I could do than what I'm doing right now. So instead of comparing myself or being like, this should be different than it is, I'm in discord. I chose this house. I chose this path. I chose this relationship. I chose this life. I chose this business. So I can either keep choosing it and surrender and know that I'm doing my very best because I truly know that, or I can walk away from any of it at any time. Mm. And the truth is I do have that choice. And if there was ever a point where it got so overwhelming that I knew there was no way for me to surrender in it, I would have to choose to walk away from it. And I would have to be willing to be in the void of not having that thing and the trust of something else showing up in order to successfully do that and let go, like actually let go. Right? So here's the next layer. We ta- I think this is what we talked about at the mentorship dinner. Potentially, you'll know, you'll know. There is a very fine line, but a huge difference between are you actually trying? 
Are you actually trying to resolve the thing? Or are you giving yourself an out and bypassing and allowing things to just be as they are and giving yourself the chance to have discord? And I'm going to bring up a really triggering example because I'm okay with that. Oh, gosh. And I think we're all going to get through it. Oh, gosh. No, seriously. it's. I mean, this is like every single person I think on the planet, at least I know many women can understand this. I'm squeamish. Let's talk about eating. Okay. Let's talk about body image. Okay. Okay. So here's the truth. Here are facts and science. In order to lose weight, you have to eat healthy and move your body, right? Or not eat at all and smoke cigarettes all day and drink coffee, <laughs> right? There's that too. But in a, in a healthy oh, pathway, yeah. you have to make different choices with the quantity you eat, the type of food you eat. Yes. And I'm not saying that weight loss should be every person's goal. But I am saying, however, that if, let's just say your weight is at a space where it's maybe not the healthiest for your body frame, okay? And your goal is to lose weight to be healthier, not because we're in scarcity and we want to look better and we're feeding our body image issues, let's just say. And you decide, okay, cool, I'm going to make changes to my diet so I can feel more energized, and then you wake up in the morning and you have a great breakfast, you know, you have a smoothie, you have, you know, eggs or whatever it is. And then throughout the day, you're eating great. And then in the evening, emotions arise. Maybe you start to feel lonely. Maybe you start to feel other things. And then all of a sudden, you down like two fucking pints of ice cream. We've all done this. Seriously, we've all done this, right? Mm-hmm. Did you pause in the moment of emotion and reach out to someone you love and say, I'm feeling this way? Did you take five deep breaths? Did you drink a whole glass of water and put some essential oil on your chest and, and, and just feel your senses instead first? Or did you just allow the emotional body to take over and say, you know what, fuck it, and then self-sabotage? And here we're starting to get into deeper modalities of, of psychology, and I, and I truly do believe that some of us need more support than we're getting, especially in this context but the difference is, are you trying or are you not? Mm-hmm. Like, are you showing up to challenging workouts that test your boundaries, that that help make your body feel more in shape and more capable and more adaptable? I mean, I love that you're bringing up this topic because I've had an eating disorder. I've gained a lot of weight and have, have had to lose it. And just like my relationship with this topic has just like evolved. I've just had such a journey with it. So with that being said, I relate so much with the concept of just being aware around if my goal is to be healthy, then, and my body, I have one body, (laughs) one shot at this, right? Like I have to maintain it um, to live. choose to maintain it, right? Well, I want to maintain it to have a happy and healthy long life, right? right? So if that's the goal... Um, I actually think a lot about this when I am about to go eat something, whether it's in my house, I'm about to prepare something, which is the majority of the time. I'm like, okay, I could go choose this because it's quick. But then I'm like, if I invest a little bit more time, I can actually make a very well-balanced decision that is going to nourish me, fulfill me, and also satiate me and so it's like in alignment with your values so basically what i'm saying is 
there's a lot of thinking that goes on with decision making once you're, you know, actually choosing it, I think. And um, in relation to even like, oh, am I going to choose this workout or not? Something that for me has shifted a lot lately is like, I'm waking up, I'm doing this class, not because it's like part of my everyday routine and I've been doing this for however many years that I wake up and I work out first thing in the morning. But like lately, I've had to really sit there and ask myself, am I creating excuses or is this what I really need? Mm -hmm. Because I've been so tired. I've been like my body's been asking for something different. And so I've really had to surrender and accept that it's the winter time and that things change and that I have different I'm I'm changing. I have the right to make different decisions and the days where it was like sleeping in versus waking up to that workout, I genuinely physically needed that. And so it wasn't a thing. And that's my point about what you were mentioning around eating too is because I think the biggest uh, area of opportunity when you are implementing this strategy, when you are in this mental space of I'm aware and I'm trying to live a conscious life in every way that I treat myself internally and externally because this is one body, one chance to maintain a healthy lifestyle um, or a healthy body temple. It's like you're always thinking about and processing how to do that. How to do that. Because you're working against culture that wants you to have fast food, have quick this, order this, do this, and instant gratification. And that's what shitty food does for us. And I think people also are like, I think there's always this polarity and, or rather, it's not polarity, it's the fine line, right? So from being... uh conceded to confident, right? Like, so the fine line from, am I making this choice out of alignment or excuse that there, there's a fine line there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a fine line and a big difference. Well, I think also for me, I'm always like, okay, I'm about to make this choice. Like the the fact of like, is, is this an excuse or is this really what I need is like constantly the question that comes up. And that's this is why the the reason why this is kind of the magic potion of forgiveness and surrender is specifically because it's like, okay, if I know I'm really trying my best, I can forgive myself for not hitting the mark because I'm genuinely doing my best. I can give myself grace. And then I can surrender knowing that I couldn't have done anything different. But if you're not showing up and actually trying, like actually trying, like genuinely I'm trying, then you feel out of integrity. You don't forgive yourself because you're like, I could have done better. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about, you know, the food example, it's like personally, and you and I are on the same page with this. I truly believe that when you develop deep, deep, deep self-love and worthiness and you feel valued yourself, The eating, the relationships, all that stuff really falls into alignment because you're not really in discord. So like when you eat something, you're not thinking of like, oh, I need to punish myself for that later. You're in a space of I'm choosing to eat this. And if this is really nourishing, I'm going to allow it to nourish my body. And if it's something that's not nourishing, I'm not going to allow my nervous system to flip out about it. 
and your body literally processes it differently. I mean, we had Kelly Levesque out in our last teacher training last year, Be Well by Kelly, if you guys know her. And she was explaining to us that in the nutrition world, as far as the body systems, it's actually worse for our body to eat something and feel guilty about it than it is to eat something and and just let go and just be like, I'm at peace with the fact that I ate that. Literally, like the way that our body processes right. it. Right. Yeah. She was saying that once you start thinking about like, oh, I really want this thing, like you should just have the thing. It's yeah. And just sit there and think about it and, and put your energy around it and your body actually and your brain specifically suffer more if you just don't do it. Obviously, don't go eat the whole box of Oreos. But it's like <laughs> if you just want a freaking Oreo, just like go eat a freaking Oreo. It's going to yeah, be okay. Get over it. Surrender. Yeah. Surrender. surrender. Right. And I, again, I want to just give a disclaimer too that this, you know, I know this topic is a really big one eating, especially in our female community or our, our women community. And just to know that if you need professional help, if you need more support, please get the support you need. And right before you do that, just check in with yourself. Hmm. Am I utilizing my holistic tools to have a healthy well-being? And, and I personally think it's okay to say, you know what, like I'm, I'm like really thin right now. I need to like just eat a little more in this period to nourish my body or I'm feeling like I'm carrying around a little excess and I want to make those adjustments. Like we're in control, but when it becomes an obsession, obviously that's when we need to start asking for more help when it's beyond our resources, it's beyond our control, it's beyond our ability to navigate ourselves. But what I want to drive home here is the um, the truth of each of us having access to feeling empowered through our choices. So our choices are so incredibly linked to our emotions and our emotions are linked to what we're holding on to and what we're not holding on to. Because something could happen, you could feel an emotion come up and then you could feel the emotion pass just as fast if you chose that. Just like every time someone texts me about the wedding or every time someone asks um, you know, our, our friend about when she's having another baby, it's like those things can come up and then you could just be like, yeah, well, this is just what it is. And then you're like, okay, I've surrendered. I'm just allowing things to be as they are. I'm just literally letting go of things. And I find that, for example, like in my business or in a lot of the areas of my life when I operate, as soon as I start clenching, as soon as I start holding tight, as soon as I start getting attached to outcome, it shows up negatively in other areas. Mm-hmm. And I said this also last night and it was – everyone was literally screaming right after I said this. I was like – last night in class, I was like – what did I say? I said, fuck, it just left. It just okay. left my brain. It's okay. It's okay. It'll come back. I just – it just left my brain but it was so fucking good. Oh, I got it. It just came back. Okay. So basically what I said was any time that drama shows up in my life, I ask myself, what the fuck am I doing to attract this? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I said. I was like, oh, my God, there's discord. What were my actions, thoughts, behaviors, beliefs, and choices right up until this moment? And I can literally track it back to a feeling of discord within myself in response to being attached to a situation, even if the drama is not showing up with regards to that situation. Yeah. It's like my life is so at peace when I surrender. And things literally show up for me. The right clients, the right students, the right opportunities, the right business deals. Like it literally shows up when I'm not attached. I have to share this. It's okay. really not yes. like – I mean it is – bear with me here. So last night I was listening to 
the playlist for Awake. And I was <laughs> I was feeling so many feelings, like my body. And I'm bringing this up just to bring up an example of like, if you're aware and in tune with yourself, like you just let it flow basically, right? So I was listening to the playlist. I knew that I couldn't go to Awake and I was super bummed about it for so many different reasons that I don't need to start listening right now. And I like my my stomach was like, I was just so nauseated. I was just like, so I had energy somewhere and I knew that I needed to move it. And so like, by the way, um, newsflash, I used to really like not be in tune with myself and my feelings and just, I would really ignore what was going on. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why am I so upset? And so like, I knew I needed to release and I needed to start crying. So I put on the playlist (laughs) and I was just like a mess. I was just like crying. And then like, I just knew though that I needed a release and then I felt better. And then I was like, okay, I gave myself that time and then it was over. Mm -hmm. And actually something that came up for me and the reason why I even started sharing this story is because you were talking about attachment. And to me, attachment also means clenching. Mm -hmm. And I had this really crazy thought last night when I was processing this, which was I realized sometimes I feel really um, not empowered to really lead the most generous life. And I know this seems like such a big statement, but like I feel like things that really evoke emotion for me is really so much around generosity. And I don't think you can have full generosity, full selflessness without fully surrender and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so I was just thinking about like one of the main reasons I was so upset is because like I feel like that class is also just like a medium for me to be giving more, right? And so within all this, And just like so many different pieces that tie into surrender and forgiveness. I think that, um, you know, just leading a very, we we talked about selflessness and gratitude in a previous episode. Um, And I just think it all very much obviously goes together, but they, all these pieces complement each other too. Yeah, for sure. Because you can, you literally cannot show up with the best part of you if you're clenching inside. If you're not forgiving inside, if you're not surrendered, it's similar to just spending time around someone that you always feel like you need to do something different to be around, like someone that takes a lot of your energy. Mm. It's because they haven't forgiven themselves. They haven't surrendered. So you feel this sense of when you're around them, you know, and that goes the same for us is we have to give ourselves more grace in the process of forgiveness. We have to give ourselves more space in the process of forgiveness. We have to give ourselves gentleness hey, it's okay that things were this way. Like, let's have a conversation. Let's talk to our inner being and and remind ourselves, you're safe. You can let this go. It's so much more gentle and easier if you just live with a sense of surrender, release, trust. And 
I think the more we focus on how things need to be, the further away we are from how things really actually are. We create these fantasies in our head about what should be, what could be, what light, what what's fair, what's not fair, you know? Like, isn't that a fucked up word in the context of surrender? Well, nothing's fair, but... Right? But, um, but we get this idea that it's not fair that something is a certain way, and then right. we clench, and then we have discord inside. Surrender yeah. is all about letting go of the discord. And I think just, like, the power behind... I mean, there's just so much power behind community, but I think also the fact that we are reminders for each other is like so super important because we are our own worst enemy, right? And so in the process of processing and or navigating a situation and trying to really get through, you, I mean, I, I just, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about when I was texting with someone who's really struggling, who I'm really close to. And I was like, hurt hurts so bad. Like pain is just, it's really, it's hard to go through that. And it's just, I think when you are on your knees and when you are in like the depths of your darkness, it's like, you need to be reminded that you can give yourself grace and that it's okay. Right. And I think, I mean, you've taught me many things. This is something that you've taught me as well, which is like just knowing that it's okay. Like everything is okay. It's okay. It's and okay. I, I actually <laughs> wish that someone told me that more often when I was like in my teenage young adult years, you know, it's going to be okay. And because I know you okay. wish that, I, I tell you more <laughs> now. <laughs> um, one, th- A couple of two things I want to add. One thing is just that I think when a situation happens with with in an interaction or relationship that's hard to forgive – the reason why it's so hard to forgive is because we want to place blame on the external source, right? We don't want to forgive ourselves for allowing that to happen. So we're when we're in hurt, mm. we're more in hurt because we've hurt ourselves. Like we allowed our boundaries to be crossed. Yes. We saw the red flags. We didn't do shit about it. We knew it was not a good idea, but we still showed up to it. And then we're hurt and betrayed and angry and resentful because of it. But we're more upset at ourselves because we knew the whole time we should have seen it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why forgiveness starts with us because we're pissed at us to begin with. We're not really upset about the other person because they're not doing it to us. They're just doing it. Right. Our perspective is that they're doing it to us. So we don't have to take responsibility right. <laughs> for seeing the red flags and not doing shit about it from the first place. Right. Right. But really we're upset because we allowed it, but mm-hmm, exactly. We allowed for that thing to happen. Yeah. And that's hard. That's really difficult. That's part of the not wanting to be wrong. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Accountability towards our own actions is like oh, the worst. Oh. No run. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I also wanted to leave you guys since we're a little over time here. Um, I wanted to leave you guys with a tip. Um, it's very simple, but it can be very powerful. If you want to try to implement it and give it a go, let us know how it goes. Um, something that a lot of us do uh, in our community that's helpful is setting a timer. Once you feel an emotion, get on your phone and put the little stopwatch or the the countdown timer. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you need. Feel what you need to feel so fucking deeply. Like be angry, be mad, punch a pillow, cry, get upset, scream, whatever you need to do. And then as soon as the timer goes off, choose freedom. Choose surrender. Choose letting go. And, or you can choose to like 
put on your really sad song and cry really deeply. And then once that's over, you leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Timer, <laughs> sad song. Put your sad song on. Or go have a conversation with your little ego and then just be like, I'm going to sit you down and then and then we're going to go back in and we're going to be okay now. Mm-hmm. Decisions. You always got choice. Anyway, I think there could be seven parts to forgiveness and surrender. So more on that at some point soon. We love you guys so much. Jules, you want to add anything? No, just thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and surrender often because it's healthier for your heart. Amen. Yeah. Give yourself grace. I forgive you and you and you and me. Me first and then you and you and you. Okay, (laughs) okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk soon. Bye. Talk soon.